where nostalgia and wonder abound. Folks flock together, admiring the mighty, the marvelous, the super. Have you pondered how to begin your wanderings of the nerd realms? Well, hot dame. Welcome to the Dame Patrol. Your vigilant Mrs. Three are here delivering the news, cues, and reviews from across the geek world. Get a move on, gals. Your vigil has begun. Hey, howdy, hey, welcome back, you guys, to the Dame Patrol. We are your missus, and we are talking about our continuing topic of Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. In our previous episode, you heard all about the review of what we felt and the themes of Wreck-It Ralph. There's a lot of deep filios in there. But in this episode, we are actually getting down and dirty and learning all about the production notes. The great dame behind a lot of the story. We have Josie Trinidad. You're going to learn all about her and some D23 deets that Stephanie and I got. And we here in our Dame Den at Empire's Comic Vault, Sweet K will be Sweet K. Mm, K's. We'll be talking about all of that sweet, sweet Disney trivia that you can excite your friends about and Easter eggs that will last you well till next Easter. I mean, let's let's talk about how fantastic this production team did. Oh, oh yes, man. that is a whole other. That's, that's thing. a that's a beast. It's a beast of a beast. That's not even a wee beast. Yeah, that's a, a beast beast. That's a beast beast. When. The trailers say from the team that brought you Zootopia, this is 100% the team that brought you Zootopia. There are so many names on here that worked in a lot of stuff in Zootopia that did a lot of heavy lifting in this film as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk yeah. to me about that, Jody. Get it. Oh, yeah. Get it. I know or, you want. I know. Or oh. Josie. 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 So we got Sorry. Josie. I was going, my brain went Jody, and then I got really excited because... Ming Ju Helen Chen yes. is in that, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, you're my connection to comic books. I love you. That's fair. So, so Jody. the Jody Benson of it all, but we have Josie. Josie. So Josie Trinidad, and it's very interesting for me. I feel like she is like we're watching a future Disney legend kind of come into her own. Mm-hmm. She's very much going to be, I hope, an animation imagineer. So Josie Trinidad has been the co-head of story for Zootopia, and she's the co-head of story for Wreck-It Ralph, and she also did writing for it as well, and she did some side voices. So Josie stands out in particular. If you are a netizen of YouTube yourself, you can actually look up Imagining Zootopia. It is actually a documentary that Disney somehow approved yeah. Refuse Network to make about the production of Zootopia. Cheese and crackers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you can yeah. keep going. It's crazy. <laughs> you can see the trials and tribulations that that movie went through in terms of following a plot line that was nearly, nearly uncomprehensible to really follow and very, very messed up with like shock collars on predators. That's right. Yeah. And they went with that for years until about a year before the Zootopia that we know came out. And when they finally scrapped that idea and started working on the idea of doing an allegory for people of color and people who are in repressed minorities, Mm -hmm. a lot of people, there's actually video of them in the storyboard room talking over the stories. And there's men on that panel that are saying, no, this is too upfront. People won't understand it. And Josie is very verbal about my son needs to see this. Kids need to see this. This is a way for children to understand this. And Josie had such a hard hand in that, in Zootopia being what it is Mm -hmm. and talking about the things that it did, that it's hard not to see her influence in this movie. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it, there was, there's so many spaces for it. And Zootopia in and of itself 
it was literally for seven months the go-to movie in, in my house and mm-hmm. i have no qualm with that and it's everybody needs to see it. we didn't get a, a heavy a heavy tap to parents in this we got a little bit of a tap mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is the sudden adoption of 15 children way to go <laughs> felix and calhoun we love you and the wow i wish every parent heard that that's a secret <laughs> to parenting and i was like i love you guys but this is terrible don't do this to me <laughs> taking a small child to watch this movie uh-huh. <laughs> and this you could see in in relation for now since you told me being able to look and go i see where she came in and just was like take some of this like touch touch no one can see me anyway well, i'm just like stroking the air with the magic <laughs> that is josie and then that it's stunning i mean Steph, you had mentioned it, too, that there was somebody on the production team that you were just like, yeah. Oh, this is the same person. Uh, I also watched that uh, documentary, and it's just really amazing where Zootopia went from. But also when you read, io9 released an article that talked about the trouble that they had doing this sequel, too, where they originally were going to go for a concept where they were... Uh, Vanellope and Ralph were going to go to the internet and then one of them, and it switched between which one, would lose themselves to internet fame and then the other friend would have to like bring them back home, essentially. So kind of a very different, not as, I think, relatable storyline. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, instead of like letting your friend be and grow, it's like, no, 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 come back. Right. So That's uh, more of a story of addiction. That, that yeah, doesn't yeah. really help. Yeah, and so I'm really glad that they had people that were like, no, 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 let's tell something more meaningful than that or, you know, more relatable. Because I don't think everyone, you know, it's like one of those things where in a TV show where one friend becomes like Hollywood famous, but it only lasts for an episode because everything has to go back for the status quo. It's like not relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's it's very well said. Mm-hmm. I have nothing after that. That's, <laughs> I, I'm going to sit here. Well, Maybe you got somebody else. I think we have a D23. Do we want to talk about that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, this will actually shoot right into that. Um, Stephanie and I, we've been friends for a long time, and we ended up going to D23 the last time they had a D23, which is the Disney Mega Convention. It mm-hmm. is Disney Walt Disney Company themselves throwing basically their own Comic-Con mm-hmm. for all of their IPs for parks, for Marvel, for Disney Animation. Legends. For the Legends. <laughs> And they show off what they are going to be doing for the next two years. Mm-hmm. And so we went to that. It's every odd, odd year. So it was in 2017, the last. Mm-hmm. And we went and we went to a little panel called the Princesses. The Power of the, the Power Prince- of the Princess. Yes. Panel. Not a lot of people wanted to go to this panel, but we love princesses. And it was paneled by Aweli Carvajal, uh, Nikki Nani Rose, Jody Benson. The princesses. And Pedro Hera. So <laughs> they, you know, they were on there and they were being questioned by for a bunch of different things. But they actually brought up Mark Henley as well. Mm-hmm. And Mark Henley is a classic 2D animator. He is also a Disney legend. And he hand animated the, he hand animated Belle, he animated Jasmine, he animated Tiana, and he animated Ariel. <sighs> so he was brought in to Wreck-It Ralph 2 as co-head of animation Mm -hmm. so that is part of why the princesses look like they should and talk and move like they should because mark henley knows them inside and out Mm -hmm. i mean that's 
Do you have anything else? You got really excited oh, there for a minute. Well, Stephanie was yeah. like, let oh. me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, and so so part of this panel was really cool. Uh, when we went inside, they started, like, giving us bags. And they're like, put your phones in these bags. If we see you, you will be booted. You know, end of story. Oh, so shit. I was like, that's kind of weird for them to do that for something where it's just people talking on stage. Maybe some old footage. And they're very secretive about the vault stuff. But... Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, maybe they're going to show, because the day before, they previewed the Wreck-It Ralph 2 Princesses clip. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I was like, they're going to show it to us again. And indeed they did, but it's actually different than what we saw in the movie. Oh, nice. So it's like a lot of the same, like um, that initial scene where she meets them and everyone, like, you know, Cinderella breaks her shoe. All that's pretty similar. But it actually had a different theme to it, mm-hmm. where it was like... Oh, no, we're, you know, they're all, it's kind of talks about how they're all weird. They're not perfect. Like uh, Snow White talks about like, oh, actually, I'm nearsighted. I have to have my glasses on or I'm going to be like, oh, what's that? Oh, and I love <laughs> that hand, part. The hand gestures. I wish <laughs> yeah. there was a camera. I know. I, and I wish that scene made it in. But I get why they didn't because it seems like in that one it was going to be more of like, this is the scene. They're in it. And that's it. Whereas in the actual movie, they have a much bigger role to play. Um, so we got to see that and that was really cool. And we actually got to see them like all talk about their feelings of reprising those roles and it was really, really cool. And, uh, also, do you want to tell them about when we were on the show floor? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> so post seeing that, it was amazing. We also sat behind, uh, Aulihi Carvajo's mom yeah. and she was just so emotional because everyone adored her. Um, but on the show floor, they have different big booths and they had one big booth specifically for Walt Disney Animation mm-hmm. and they had the Wreck-It Ralph statue and it's actually Ralph and Vanellope now that we know I've seen the movie it's Ralph and Vanellope standing on the router getting ready to go into the internet Yeah. so we were technically in the router to the internet so. you're like I'm, yeah. I'm famous on the internet so I'm famous <laughs> on the internet but when you walk around there's actually cast members or booth people talking to you Mm -hmm. and if you want pictures with the statues they'll take pictures for you what you don't realize unless you sit there and talk to a person rather than just giving them your phone taking the picture and leaving they are actually the animators that work for the walt disney animation studio and the the woman yeah the woman that took our picture in front of the ralph and Penelope statue was one of the animators for the movie uh, and the movie's scene, like she said previously mm-hmm. the day before, the princess scene had just been released and a lot of press people were already canning it. They were like, oh, clearly this is Disney showing off shiny animation and just trying to sell their product. Mm-hmm. She was so apologetic and was just pleading with us oh. to believe that the movie was going to be good. Mm-hmm. And it's we knew it was early footage. It was OK. We yeah. had to like reassure her that we knew that this movie was going to be great. But it, it kind of made me really sad that, like, you really think about, again, comments. Oh, yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. online bullying. People worked on these things. They might not be, like, perfect, like, you know, Justice League. But people worked <laughs> on them. Yeah. <laughs> people worked on them and they put their heart and souls into them. And it was, you were, fa- we were faced with that. That yeah. someone was reading all these reviews and then had to work on the floor with people who wrote these things about yeah. them. And maybe even talking about it while she could hear it or, like, you know. pointing at the statue and saying mean things like we don't know but there's just you know just one of those things where just go through life and maybe try to be a bit you know more observant and kinder about what you're saying well definitely i mean Mm -hmm. that's firstly the the 
They have animators there at the booth. That's a, a spectacular opportunity to just talk mm-hmm. to an animator if you have any questions. Like that's that's one of those things. Don Bluth was here at SACCON a couple of years ago and I just wanted to sit there and be like, so I have questions. <laughs> just tell me. Oh, how I have we, so many questions tell, for Don Bluth. <laughs> tell me how we figured out this whole Thumbelina thing. I know. I know. Jody was great, but. Can we talk about that hair, the hair twirl, like the hair twirl when she laughs? It's one of my favorite. Anyway, I have a thing for Tom Bluth. Um, and it's, it's so stunning that they did that, but also that you guys were like, look, we understand. And I think that made more of an impact to her, even if it was, you guys aren't at the time, you weren't pressed. <laughs> yeah, we were not. <laughs> we're just you, two randos. <laughs> but you were, you, but you're honest, earnest fans. Mm-hmm. And I know that on some days that means more to somebody who's just doing the work mm-hmm. than somebody impressed going, I like what you did. You're doing such a great job. <laughs> and you're just like, no, it's going to be great. We're excited about this. Please don't mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. And that says for anybody dealing with any type of insecurity, which is everybody, let's be honest, mm-hmm. we all have insecurities. It's it's a wonderful reminder of the humanity in all of us. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think... That's something that the movie touched on very, very mm-hmm. well, is mm-hmm. everyone has that small shred of an insecurity in them. Mm-hmm. That's why the virus was a thing. With Vanellope, it was like trying to find her place, but also her pixlexia. Even mm-hmm. though she was, you know, no longer a glitch, she still has it. And they mm-hmm. kind of play it up that when she gets very nervous or gets very frazzled, her pixlexia goes off. Oh, yeah. yeah. I also love that it has a name. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> and that's why she had the 30%. So... Arthur is the name of, of the insecurity virus, which also looks like if I'm going to I'm going to make this reference now. It <laughs> looks like the weird the weird automaton like swinging eye and flight of the navigator. If anybody mm. remembers that old school I Disney do. movie? Yeah, yeah right. Because it kind of looks like it, but he looks a little more Eye of Sauron. I'm OK with that. We can, we can swing both of those. Hey, it's like if that the Eye of Sauron. And then, like, the Matrix little, like, octopus thingies. Yeah. They all had a baby. All had a baby. All had a baby named Arthur. (laughs) So it was, her insecurity was at 30%. And that's when he Mm -hmm. found it. But you have to think, she also talked herself down. She changed tone. She went from, like, straight white to, like, trying to slowly get her color back. Mm -hmm. And it... It pointed out, it pointed out that it wasn't just our two main characters. But when it was scanning for insecurities, everybody else wasn't actively showing it Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of that mess but also he was scanning garbage cans so i don't know how (laughs) smart arthur was in that regard he was doing that so what did we love about this film and that the question of the hour because you guys have sat through this puppet for a bit yeah and we just love it other than my wife shank i mean you you, why do you talk about our wife shank oh our wife shank so (laughs) are you in this place called slaughter race um gal gadot did a fantastic job in this movie i would say that she's definitely my love in this movie other than her character being my wife um but her voice work in this film is so dynamic it's so stunning stunning. and she clearly rocks it as wonder woman but i am very much an (laughs) i'm an auditory learner so voice work in general is such a big thing for me and she really rocked that mic so hard and she sang in this movie yeah she sounded good she sounded good so technically she might be a disney princess i'm just saying (laughs) she sang 
So, you know, and technically sang. was the queen the queen of slaughter race. She was, mm-hmm. she was no just princess. She was a queen. She was a queen. Holla. Oh. And uh, that, I, I loved her. I loved the the musical parody in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, the princess Shout yeah. out to Alan Menken. The only person who can parody Alan Menken yeah. is Alan Menken. Which is something they did in Enchanted. He also wrote the princess parody song because they actually called him up and were like, hey, we need someone to parody you. And he's like, True. why not I parody myself? <laughs> Uh, so they they called him back up and it's amazing. It is. What about you? What did you miss? Um, I would say I was gonna say the 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 Alan Menken parody song, but I'm gonna say <laughs> you still um, can. I, I know I can't. We're I, all I'm on the train of like say, we love you. I think the princesses getting to do like a Final Fantasy esque superhero team up was really great, and also. I haven't been able to find it on like online yet. I hope they post it. There is a song that plays, and it's a medley of like all of the princess's main songs. That when so it goes. They and... do the open at Oh My Disney. No, no, no. Uh, so when they're doing all like when they're trying to save Ralph, so it's whenever that princess is doing something. So it has Moana's song, and then it goes into Part of Your World, and then it goes like Let It, it Go, and all. That. So it has like little notes of each, but it's blended together. It's really very nice. fast, and I will and I will say this: I did not realize that that happened in that scene. It's called a big strong man in need of rescuing. Oh, thank you. Hey, <laughs> I didn't re- I didn't realize it was happening in that scene because I was so in awe and freaking out that the princesses were doing a Final yeah. Fantasy Ultimate. <laughs> I love that because we had the Moana open and then it's da 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 oh, yeah. and then it rotates into another one and you're like no! Yeah, <laughs> so, it, it, so it's all of the princesses coming together and then it's just really cool to see them all interacting because this is a company that for the longest time refused to let artists working with them portray them interacting together and i think they're finally getting to a point where this is a test for them to maybe do a project where they do interact which will be really great oh yeah i mean that's it's it's stunning there is there is no way like i loved i'm just gonna come out and say i love you alan tudyk that (laughs) that like melted that melted me we talked about a little bit prior uh before we started casting but what i loved i loved alan especially alan tudyk um, not just not just our wife Shank. <laughs> uh, she's gonna get like one of those more you know rainbows. Um, he he was knows more. He was the search bar. He was the egghead at the search bar. And the first time we meet him, right before Penelope and Ralph interact with him, he has the woman shows up and he's like, oh, so what are we looking for today? And she's like, I'm searching for. A uh, child's ballet, tight, size, small. And he's like, oh, little Natalie is going to try ballet. Hope it lasts longer than soccer. And it was this great, very sweet, and also slightly alarming notion that your search bar knows you and knows who you're searching for. And it's one of those extensions, and it was this nice little tip of the hat. And after seeing him in, you know, as King Candy, it was great to have this little redemption space. Also that Hey Hey showed up, so I wonder if he gets a double feature. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Possibly. <laughs> because he got the, he might have got that double tap. <laughs> but I've always loved Alan Tudyk and his voice work. And it was so wonderful to see that he ends up being a safe haven. And the reason that he connects so well with Vanellope is that she's polite. Yeah. That that's his thing. Like the internet, nobody else is polite, but she mm-hmm. was polite. And he remembers that. And he's like, I'll keep you safe. And then throws books at Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and the latter. <laughs> it almost reminds me of if you've worked retail. Like oh, you'll, yes. you'll know that like, you're expected, especially if you have a, a business where they expect you to like see these people a lot or every day sometimes, especially like in food and all this other stuff, 
they expect you to get to know these people. And these are people that, like, maybe they know something about you or maybe they care. I mean, they probably, you know. So you come to know these people and they may not care about you, but then you have these people that are, like, polite and talk to you. And you'll be like, I, I like you. you. <laughs> yeah, essentially. So it's just, I get that. I get, I can feel knows more yeah. when he's like, this child was polite. I would die for this child. <laughs> <laughs> I would die for Vanellope. I would die <laughs> for Vanellope. In his tiny little hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do we want to see next? What do we want to see next from Disney Animation Ooh. or from this property in particular? Because this property was a beast, let's be honest. It oh, came, yeah. it came a swinging not just with the the Kling Kong references, mm-hmm. but it was so jiggity jam packed, and I said jiggity, yes, I did, uh, with just stuff. And I wanted to point out, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but in Slaughter Race, there was kaiju everywhere. Oh yeah, I saw. <laughs> and that. I was just like, is this a hint? Should we? Uh, am I looking? Are we looking for some kaiju? Do, do I get do I get a kaiju movie coming up very quick? Disney animation? Oh. <laughs> because we were trying to well, figure it out because I mean, of the tap. To be fair, I feel at the time that they were working on this production, Gigantic was still possibly going yeah. to be a thing. Yeah. So they either were using the assets from Gigantic or those were going to be characters in Gigantic. Yeah. And unfortunately, they shelved it. So for my answer to that question, I want to see Gigantic. <laughs> happen, but I would want to see Gigantic. I mean, there's also the unnamed Disney Toon movie. Yeah. So they, we don't know what that's going to be probably till this year or next year, rather. Um, when we get to D23 and we're I, sitting there going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I guess what I'm interested is in seeing what, because there's a lot of things like Pixar, I think is a bit more obvious where their shorts are definitely tests for things that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if you watch Lou, oh, I, I they Lou. used uh, like the, the motion of that uh, kind of lost and found creature, like expanding and you know weaving and, and all that parts. they used that i think for practicing for elastigirl because she was way mm-hmm. more dynamic in this and probably also in coco with how the skeletons moved so they definitely do stuff where it's more testing whereas i think disney also does that but they're a little less overt about it uh, unless they put out just a short so i'm just kind of curious to see if this princess thing goes somewhere because i think they've nailed down like here's how they look in 3d this looks very good people responded very well to it so i'm just kind of curious to see if they'll do a project where they interact that would be i would love to see it besides princess story time Mm -hmm. or princess sleepy by time where we read to each other while we're going to bed <laughs> help us all so what <laughs> did we dislike i mean we, we touched on it a little bit while we were swinging we talked about spots in in the compendium of this internet where we're like you missed that button i did not appreciate this button like and we talked especially about what we loved um dislike for me right off the bat was the ending fell a little flat and for me, when we're talking about, especially if we're talking about self-care, mental health, shout out to to one of my favorite movies, Ready Player One, where there's a, a blurb H says that is completely improv and it's self-care is important. And I like to just go, I'm quoting a movie now. I'm not just saying things and telling you self-care is important, but that his self-care is sitting there after he gets off the phone with Penelope and he's just sitting there and he does the watching the sunrise, takes a breath and he sits there and he gives himself a moment of meditation. Felix comes by and he goes, are you okay, Ralph? And he goes, yeah, I will be. And I understand that 
that yes, self-realization, I will be okay. Mm -hmm. Today is my day. Rise to the occasion. But I was like, bro, but you still need to go see somebody. Like, you're going to hurt people. And if even if you are slightly engaging with other people, you're going to collapse at some point. You need to go out. Also, then it made my super insecure and needy friend suddenly text me and go, are we okay? And I am not joking. I had four, four people go, I just saw Wreck-It Ralph. Are we okay? And I was like, oh my gosh, you connected way too hard with Ralph, which is good because people are being aware, but it gave no finality for those people who are like, I feel like Ralph. Yeah. It gave them no space. It gave them no outlet besides no more going, put everybody canceling. Yeah. Really pretty. Well, (laughs) I I kind of feel I'm definitely on that train. I, I think... I think that was definitely a sign of they were going in a different direction with the story for the longest time. They were mm-hmm. too married to that idea. And then they kind of got slapped out of it very quickly. And then they had to write a story very, very quickly mm-hmm. and make it make sense. And they did for the most part, but they missed those beats that would have made it a fully comprehensible story. And that's why I gave, I personally give it like an eight, yeah. mm-hmm. a 7.5, eight, because it's really, really a fun romp and it's such a good movie to watch and it's definitely a must see. But they didn't just, they didn't follow through with that end bit. And it's very much lacking. I almost feel like they should have done, and it would have, they could have done like a joke, but it could have been like a Marvel callback to have Ralph being like, and that's how this story ends, laying on a couch. And he's like just laying outside of Nosemore's bar. And Nosemore's like, I I know, buddy, but, like, what are you doing now? <laughs> or even, like, I can't have you here. I'm working. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Essentially doing the whole Tony talking to Bruce thing oh, um, yeah. with Ralph and Nosemore. And I think that would have been really cute, but mm-hmm. also would have been, like, you can get help. You can oh, talk yeah. to people about mm-hmm. this stuff. And they didn't do that. Or even going following through with, like, yes. Uh-huh. And, like, yes, having talked to Ralph about the internet stuff and him being her baby. <laughs> which I shipped that. I shipped that so much. So and I really wanted them to follow through with that maybe being a relationship. And it didn't, unfortunately. So <laughs> it's all about that burn pilot. <laughs> yeah. And so that that's definitely my dislike there is you can see the seams. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Zootopia, the team was able to rip out the old stitching and restitch something new and made a new garment. And you could barely see the stitchings and the seams. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Wreck-It Ralph 2, you can see the seam work. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's kind of my biggest thing is I feel there's just some missing scenes there with in regards to like the don't read the comments or uh, just with the ending just maybe some follow through with like other characters or like just showing that Ralph himself is like connecting to keeping these connections to characters from the internet too would have been really cool Um, especially with like maybe Yes is like, all right, your viral fad is done, but you've got a mind for this. I need your consultation. Like, just something like that, where it's just, like, him going out there and, like, connecting outside of, I guess, the things that he's always, like, done, essentially. Like, kind of branching out. Yeah. I mean, that would have been fantastic for him Mm -hmm. to show that he had grown the relationships. They talked about, like, every Friday, now we go, go into a different game. That's great, but you're still staying in your bubble. Mm-hmm. Like, if he had brought Fix-It Felix out to the internet, or brought mm-hmm. Cal, Calhoun would have shot everything. <laughs> it would have been so amazing. Just and have, all the pop-ups did. Yeah. Every, <laughs> just have dinner with Spamly every every Wednesday. She would have. She would have. She would have. She would have punched. What was his name? The Gordon. weird one. Gordon. Gordon. She would either collected him. 
or or or, or shot him and or punched him. <laughs> she was so weird, but so good. I loved just his like weird arm, just growing, 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 growing. Yep. Oh my gosh. Okay. So final thoughts. We we know you got an eight ten eight out of ten. Yeah, eight out yeah. of ten. Um, there. I just I love this. I loved this movie so much. It didn't hit like I said the emotional beat that would make me cry like the first one did. Mm-hmm. But I I loved this natural progression of it. I think it's a great story that people should see. And like you said, that people saw it and definitely reacted to oh, it yeah. and really made them like reflect back on their life the and even the cling kong stuff even though that scene is very disquieting it's purposefully disquieting and that's why i really really love it it makes you think about stuff and i think that's why it kind of hurts me that they didn't follow through with that with ralph's development because it almost feels also if you think about it that ralph is kind of like an allegory for like an older person mm-hmm. in like a oh, world yeah. full of younger people. Mm-hmm. And he's learning more about himself and that he can continue to grow. Even though he's 30 plus years old, mm-hmm. around like 60 year old games, he can still grow and he can still be a really cool character, a really cool person. Yeah. And I wish that they had followed through with that. Oh yeah, I'm solid for that. I would probably give it. I'm I'm right around the same the same space, maybe an eight point two to an eight point four. Um, the emotional the emotional nuggets were not as deep as I needed them to be. Um, this was a fun romp. It did not feel as long as I thought it was, which is always great. There is so many Easter eggs. It's so jam packed with everything. The voice acting is so well done. The it feels. It feels like a really good meal, but it's not like Thanksgiving for of Disney Disney animation movies. Yeah, it doesn't leave me sated, and just like ah, I don't need any more right now. <laughs> it was it was enough to get me okay. I can get to dinner. Like I had a I had a really good brunch, and I'm and I'm solid until like maybe midnight where I'm gonna need a snack. Mm, snack. Mm, mm. Snack. Snack. But snack. I loved. <laughs> you mean shank? <laughs> I mean shank. So much shank. Oh, shank. Oh, there's so much shank. It's, I definitely recommend people see, go to see it. Um, I know that my oldest really connected with the long distance friendship, which we kind of talked about towards towards the end with Ralph and Vanelfi, him finally learning to let go and let her reside in Slaughter Race. She immediately asked to call her best friend. I knew she was going to do that on my first viewing. Um, she loves her best friend, but they do not go to the same school. And they each have separate dreams, but they don't try to monopolize each other. And she understood long before this movie that Best friends do not have to exactly like the exact same thing and move in the exact same crowd to be the best friends. So she just called her. Also, she called her on a payphone. So I was really excited. <laughs> Found a working payphone, called her. Um, so she called her best friend and told her that she'd seen Record Ralph and she wanted to take her to see it. And then she just spent an hour talking about how her day was and all of these other things. And so I. 8.2 to an 8.4 it's a great opportunity for you to have dialogues and to start reflecting on hey maybe if you feel a little bit like ralph you might need to see somebody mm-hmm. or just reach out and talk to a buddy yeah <laughs> a couple of buddies a couple of buddies a couple of buddies would be good stephanie how you feeling uh i would say i would agree with the whole eight thing i would say the original was probably a nine and this one's kind of an eight like it doesn't quite go the distance oh but uh but it, it gets really, really close. And I do appreciate that it does deal with the themes of 
like letting your friends kind of soar or even like you know if you're a parent and your kid is like going off to college kind of accepting that they're gonna be doing things maybe moving away from you it doesn't mean that you guys aren't you know family or friends it just means that life is taking you in two different directions and that's okay and it deals with that in a much more you know i guess better better way and more adult realistic way than trying to be like and we'll be best friends forever boop ba doop ba doop boop and they <laughs> were not and they were <laughs> yeah yeah wow yeah, more of like it's gonna hurt when this happens and it's probably gonna continue to probably be like lonely and hurt but in the end it's best for both of you to pursue what you guys both want even if those are different things exactly mm -hmm. and that might be our nail <laughs> that might be our nail in the router uh <laughs> thank you so much you guys for sticking around we loved very very equal high love not mm -hmm. the highest but we equally high loved uh wreck it ralph 2 ralph breaks the internet we suggest you go ahead and take an opportunity to go see it if you enjoyed listening to us we are currently located on the itunes and the what the podbean oh uh that's the program and... that puts it on the itunes yep. it's on the itunes but it's on the youtubes as well under the capeless crusaders youtube channel and the capeless crusaders if you look on itunes it's in their little podcast uh, list episode yeah, list. because they are our brother our brothers in arms for a uh, uh, lady dame podcast and also we want to give a shout out to the crack the vault team yes yes we love you guys and we know we all share the same home down here at empire Comics vault located 1120 fulton avenue sweet k sweet k stop in and visit our mostly minis crazy uncle ben he'd, yep. he'd love to come have you down and come pay a visit touch some pugs gently Gently. Gently. They're old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But of course, if all else fails and you need to find us on the internet, I am Amy. You can find me at Robot on all of the social medias. To my right, we have Stephanie, and you can find me at Dame of the Galaxy on Instagram. And over there, we have our lovely Mini. Hey guys, I'm Erminia, but again, you guys can call me Mini, and I am Egg Sauce, that is E-G Sauce, on that there Instagram. Yes, yeah, so just remember, geeks in distress. No need to light the signal. We're always on patrol. See you next time. Bye guys. Have fun on the internet. Mm -hmm.